All right, welcome back to the Sports Med Analytics Podcast. As always, I am Deepak Chona, and thank you very much for joining. Now, we will get straight to it, and we will start at the top with Christian McCaffrey. Now, he hasn't practiced yet, but I would actually lean slightly towards McCaffrey playing. The average on these oblique strains is about one week out, and we got confirmation from Kyle Shanahan that this is not a rib injury. And that's good news because those do carry a performance hit, whereas these oblique injuries don't usually do the same. We would expect a low production impact if he's active with regards to his per-touch efficiency, but the data does suggest that he would have fewer snaps than normal. So again, McCaffrey, we do think he's going to play. Debo Samuel. Now, this one, we would lean slightly towards him sitting week seven and returning week eight he does still have an outside chance to play but if he's active we would expect a production dip based mostly on his comments sounded like he had either a strain or a pretty bad stinger that would affect his his production and his strength then we have saquon barkley and he is playing he is back from his high ankle sprain and the reason we have him on the list today is because we want to clarify that his last performance while it didn't look particularly efficient was probably only about 80 percent of his max typically these follow an 80 and then 90 percent progression as players return so that's where we expect him to be right now then aaron jones now the data projects a 75 percent chance he plays he did probably have a setback to his hamstring and then he had the bye week of course so we do expect him to play older running backs do tend to see fewer touches their first game back post hamstring strain so factor that into your rankings but a low efficiency dip is projected for aaron jones moving on to justin fields we would lean towards a week nine return week eight is theoretically possible but it's really asking a lot for him to regain enough thumb strength to grip and forcefully throw the ball Typically, you would know if surgery was needed right after the MRI. So the fact that that hasn't been announced, or at least that they haven't declared that he needs that, is so far suggests that it's not going to be in the cards. Next, David Montgomery. The average timeline on these is about two games missed. Therefore, the data does favor a week 10 return since he he is on bye week in week 9. If he's active in week eight, which is possible, we would expect that to be the result of a numbing injection and the data would favor a dip in his efficiency. Then DK Metcalf, and this is one of the diciest predictions of of the week. We would slightly lean towards him playing, although this is a true game time decision. Now the data does project a moderate performance hit if he is active because he has two injuries on the list. Then we have Deontay Johnson, and he is playing, but wide receivers coming off of the IR for hamstring strains don't pose any major production hit in the sense that we saw Cooper Cup recently return and basically be at 100%. That's more or less what we expect from Deontay Johnson. The one key caveat is that the re-injury risk is somewhat elevated to about 15% for the next six weeks. Next, we have Jameer Gibbs. We would expect a big workload here. Now, running back performance does not tend to dip when they come off of these mild hamstrings. 
and young running backs don't see much of a workload hit post-hamstring strain. And add on the fact that Craig Reynolds is at a 55% chance that he plays, but because he has both a toe and a hamstring injury, we have him projected for a moderate performance hit and a decreased workload if he's active. Next, Austin Eckler, and this is a little like Saquon in the sense that we expect to see continued improvements as long as he doesn't get re-injured. The data on Eckler would project a 10% efficiency dip this week with recovery to pre-injury baseline for week 8. Next, Sam Laporta. This one here is interesting in the sense that he is projected to have a full-strength performance The key with these calf strains, and we saw it earlier with Joe Burrow, is about a 10% re-injury risk. And and if those get re-injured, they are relatively severe. Then we have Deshaun Watson. Odd guy, and that makes his timeline a little bit unpredictable. Reportedly was cleared for gameplay about two weeks ago and still continued to sit. But the practice progression here suggests that he's playing He said that he has a very micro tear in his rotator cuff. And if it is truly that small, it's not likely to drop his performance if he's active. Next, Devontae Smith. He is playing, but wide receiver data does project a mild performance hit of about 10% from hamstring strains for players of Devontae's profile. There is also about a 10% re-injury risk here. Tyler Lockett is playing. We do expect a mild performance hit. Because of Lockett's age, he's at 31 years old and this hamstring strain injury, his re-injury risk is about 15% for the next six weeks. Next, Daniel Jones. His status is reportedly to be determined, but we would lean towards him sitting, and that is because he is reportedly not yet cleared for contact. Now, video shows us that he's throwing the ball pretty well, So whenever he's back and active, we'd expect this to be a pretty safe bet in terms of his performance, but the progression so far would lean us towards a week eight or nine return. Next, Kyron Williams, very likely dealing with a high ankle sprain. Average on these is about three weeks out. Therefore, week nine is possible, but not really likely. We would lean towards a week 11 return since they're on bye in week 10. The average running back here, as we talked about with Saquon and Austin Eckler, would return with a 20% efficiency dip. Next, Pat Fryermuth. Now, the IR, obviously not great news, but hamstring data does suggest that he is likely returning at 100% production after those four weeks. Then we have Kareem Hunt. The data on Hunt projects a 60% chance he plays. Now, if he's active, the thigh injury listing is not generally associated with a major performance impact. Then Ramondre Stevenson, he is playing, has been dealing with a low ankle sprain, and the good news is that these typically don't cause much of an efficiency dip, but the bad news is that they do cause a mild dip in workload. Then Zach Charbonnet, really limited information available. He popped up on the report with a hamstring strain. The average here is going to be two games missed, So we would lean towards a week nine return, but again, with limited data and pending his practice progression. Next up, Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we're glad to hear that he had a reportedly reassuring evaluation in the hospital. The fact that he went to the hospital and didn't have any clear fractures 
suggests to us that this may have been an evaluation for potential organ damage or organ injury. And again, we are glad to hear a reassuring evaluation on all of that. The diagnosis is still not really clear, but comments on the situation suggest that he's targeting roughly a week nine return. And then two impactful big guys up front, Trent Williams and Lane Johnson. The video on both suggests high ankle sprains. Most offensive linemen would miss two to three games, but Lane Johnson is playing and Trent Williams is attempting to do the same. So we would lean towards Williams being out one to two weeks, but both are at increased re-injury risk. And that's all we have for today. So don't forget to check us out at sportsmedanalytics.com and hit me up on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis. Catch you next time.